In our message, we will celebrate God's patience and his precious gift of time that he gives us so that we can both come to know him and grow in his grace. Hi, my name is Dan Slofra. I'm the pastor at Crosswalk Church in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'd like to welcome you to our message as we have our final message in the Count On It message series, and today's message is Count On A New Beginning. I don't know if you've ever been on a cross-country car ride with children, but if you have, you know the four words that you do not want to hear. And those words are, are we there yet? And it, it seems like once they start asking that question, they keep asking it. And there are variations like, when will we be there? Or why is it taking so long? But it makes me think of Shrek 2 with Donkey and Shrek as they're going far, far away. And he just keeps asking and asking and asking. And it just gets incredibly frustrating. Well, as we look at our Count On It message series, what we're going to be looking at is the wait that we have waiting for Jesus to return. And it seems that at the time that this was written, uh, this is in 2 Peter chapter 3, that the people are beginning to wonder, when is Jesus going to return? He had lived for 33 years. He ascended 40 days after his resurrection. Then 10 days later was Pentecost, and many people thought that Jesus might return in their lifetime. And now we've been waiting 2,000 years. And so we wonder, when is Jesus going to return? Why is it taking so long? And I think we have the perfect person to tell us. We're going to be looking, as I said, at, at 2 Peter, and Peter is the one who shares with us that, you know what, we can wait and we can be patient. And I love that it's Peter because this is impatient Peter, impulsive Peter, impetuous Peter. And when you go back to Peter when he was younger, during the days when he was with Jesus, this was the person who would act before he would think. This is the individual who cut off the servant of the high priest, cut off his ear trying to defend Jesus. This is Peter who, when he saw Jesus on the shore and they were fishing and bringing in fish, just decided to, to jump in and, and go over by Jesus without knowing what he was going to say. This is also Peter who would speak before he thought as well. And he, he would say things uh, just without thinking. And sometimes he had the right answer when Jesus said, who do people say that I am? Uh, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. But then in the next breath, he, he tries to get Jesus to stop from going and, and giving his life on the cross. And there were many other things, and, and probably the biggest one, and the one that weighed heaviest on Peter's heart was his betrayal uh, of, of Jesus, where he denied knowing him three times. And I think as older Peter looked back at younger Peter, that he realized that Jesus had a lot of patience with him 
And because of that, because of God's patience with Peter, Peter was someone who had patience with others as well, including us. And so we go to 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with the first verse, and we will answer that question of, of why is Jesus taking so long to come back? And Peter writes, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate to you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. So as Peter is saying, this is the second letter that he's writing to them. The, the first letter was to encourage them uh, as they went through different trials in life to keep going. And in this letter, he encourages them to go back and, and to look back, to continue to grow in the faith. And the way that they could do that, in verse 2 it says that to go back to the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the commands given by Jesus. Sometimes when I think about my college I, I, and seminary time, as someone who's now been a pastor for 30 years, I wish I could go back. I wish I could go back and I, I like to think that I would have been a little more attentive, that I would have gotten uh, a little more out of my study. Maybe I would have studied some more, paid more attention to those professors who could have shared their knowledge with me. And I think that's what Peter is doing. As he's looking back, he's, he's thinking, man, if I would have just listened to what Jesus had to say and paid a little more attention to what was written in the prophets, um, that would have gone a long way to helping me understand what God is doing. And so as we begin this journey of, of wondering why there is a wait, he encourages us to go back to a reliable message, a reliable promise that God has given that he is indeed going to return. He then goes on to say, above all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following, following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Sometimes what makes it, it seems so long waiting for Jesus' return is he says there's scoffers, there's individuals who make fun of us, who say, where is this Jesus? He said he was going to return. I don't see him anywhere. And what Peter does is direct us to a couple of events. One of them is creation. One of them is the flood. And the final one is when the earth is going to be destroyed. And the first part of it is to say, just like Noah, when he was building the ark, was patient and, and people were making fun of him, he knew what was coming. And because he knew what was coming, he was able to be patient and he was able to keep going. And in the same way, we know that God's second judgment is going to come as well, not with water, but as he says, through fire. The scoffers are there because they deliberately forget. Those are Peter's words. They deliberately forget what God says. And the answer to that for us is to deliberately remember. 
deliberately remember the promise of promises of God, deliberately remember accounts like the account of Noah to show that God does keep his promises and not fall into the trap uh, that these individuals had with these unreliable arguments they were making. Peter goes on to say, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. First of all, these words are often taken out of context. When it says that with the the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day, that people sometimes use this to say, well, see, timing in the Bible, a day doesn't mean a day or a day could be like a thousand years. And that's not the point. That's not the point of this verse and of what Peter is saying. His point, he says what his point is, God is patient and, and God doesn't want anyone to perish. He, he, but everyone to come to repentance. And this is very similar uh, when you think about what God wants. God wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. That even when we pray, your will be done, Lord, what, what is your will? What do you want? He wants individuals like you and me to be saved. And that is why he sent Christ. And, and through his death and resurrection, he, he paid the price and it's the reason why we share this gospel, and it's the reason why God is taking so long in his return. He wants all men to be saved. And as long as there are individuals who don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ, we still have work to do. And God is patient, wanting his word to work his purpose. And so, remember this, God is not slow. Jesus is not taking a long time, but rather he is patient, showing his love for all people, and that includes you. I just want to take a little aside here, and, and that is maybe just think of a time, I, and I'm sure as Peter wrote this, he, he thought about how God had been patient with him. And as I already mentioned, the, the, to his eternal shame, denying three times that he knew who Jesus was. And as we look at the, the sins of our youth, the sins that we've committed that we are embarrassed about, and, and we can look back and we can say, God was patient with me. He did not give me what I deserved. Instead, he gave me forgiveness and he gave me his love and he gave me encouragement and he helped me to grow through these things. So take a moment to think about how God has been patient with you and in your thanks for that, thank him also that he is slow, slow in returning because he is being patient with others uh, who are coming to know him as well. Peter continues, but the day of the Lord will come. It is going to come and it's going to be like a thief at a time when we do not expect it. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. 
That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Again, the the promise is that the end is going to come, so don't let the fact that it has been longer than maybe individuals thought or maybe even than you thought, uh, don't let that trick you into believing that it's not coming. And so he says an interesting thing here, and it makes me think of this time since we're waiting, when he says, look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Speed its coming, it's kind of an interesting uh, little saying. And even in, in the original Greek, it, it, it's, it's hard to explain exactly what it means. But I think what I would give the example of is, when I, especially when I was a, a young child and I would think of Christmas, and it would, it would be like every day and, and throughout the day it would always be, is it Christmas yet? How many days till Christmas? How, how long is it going to be? And, and I would want it to come and it seemed like the more I asked those questions, the longer it took. But as we look at this, the, the way that you speed its coming is when you get ready when you are doing something, when you are doing what you need to do to get ready for it, when you stay busy, it's amazing how much quicker the time goes. And that's what what Peter is saying is that when you are doing what God wants you to do, as you are living your life in service to God, as you are doing good, living holy and godly lives, You have something to do in this time period. And it's not just sitting around and waiting. And as you act and as you respond to God and to his word, that's how you speed its coming. That that it seems like it's coming more quickly uh, than if you sit there just asking, when is it going to come? And then at the bottom is when he says, we are looking forward to the new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And take time to do that too. To remember that this world and and all the sin in it and and all the problems that we have, they they are going to be gone. That that the effects that sin has on this world will be taken away, that will be destroyed. And notice we'll have a new beginning, a new beginning without sin. Uh, It's hard to even imagine what that will be like. But Peter says, and God says, you can count on it. Finally, he writes, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. This final section really captures everything that was written previously in the chapter. 
It's an encouragement, again, to be found blameless and spotless. And as we do that, we do that by daily sorrow and repentance, confessing our sins, going to God where there is forgiveness, which there is every single day. And so it's that encouragement to do that, to uh, bear in mind that the Lord's patience means salvation. To remember there's a reason why there's a time element and a longer time element for this. And that is because God still has work for us to do. And individuals who need to hear this message of Jesus Christ and be saved. And then finally, when, when he says, but grow in grace. And I love this because these are two parts of the crosswalk values that, that I just, I love. And that is the K of crosswalk stands for keep on learning and growing. And then there's an exclamation mark. Persevere always, never give up. And that is what we need during these end times. For you to grow, keep on learning and growing in grace. Now grace is undeserved love. So grace is is something that has been given to us anyways. But we grow in grace when we grow in appreciation of the relationship that we have through Jesus Christ that he's given to us. And and we grow in his grace as we see his grace on the pages of scripture and in our lives, as we see his mercy and his great love for us and for others. A lot of times, individuals can see faith and coming to believe in Jesus as a finish line But for us, and what Peter is saying here is, faith is not a finish line, it's a starting line. It's the starting point where we have this opportunity to live for Christ, that we have this opportunity to to live out our faith and share this great news of Jesus Christ. And that is my prayer for you. I know it's long. I I know as I look at the years of my life and and I I look at everything that's happened and I look forward to the day when Jesus returns, there are days when I say, come Lord Jesus, come today. I am ready anytime you are ready. But there are some who aren't. And until that day, we keep going. And And it's proof that we have another day, another day of God's grace, both to enjoy it and share it. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, thank you for the grace that you have shown to us. Thank you for your patience with us. Oh my goodness, and in so many ways you have been patient by giving Jesus as our Savior and the forgiveness of sins that we have. And as if that weren't enough, in our lives and day-to-day life, you show patience with us as we slowly learn and grow and keep learning and growing in our lives. Lord, we pray for those who don't know you yet and and let us reach out to them with the good news of Jesus Christ and change their hearts and their minds for you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace, amen.